Hey, it's John. You want to look and feel your very best? Visit the team at Cool Contours. They are the number one cool sculpting provider in Virginia. Their award-winning team of certified cool sculpting elite and cool tone specialists work with you to create a fully customized treatment plan to achieve your dream body. Learn more at cool-contours.com. That's cool-contours.com. As ranked by Allergen in June 2021, cool sculpting leaves FDA clear to revisible fat bulges in nine areas of the body. Some common side effects include temporary numbness, discomfort, and swelling. Popping. It takes on a whole new meaning when you're driving impaired by pills and get popped by the police. If our drug recognition officers catch you driving under the influence of drugs or prescription meds, you'll get a suspended license, up to $6,300 in fines, and possibly jail time. A DUI always costs you, and it's never worth it. Don't let a DUI redefine you. Visit ArriveAliveDE.com slash Drive Sober. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Coco Express, part of the Blog Talk Radio Network. Your host on the Coco Express is Aurelia Lyles. She's all about self-expression, communication, and getting the word out. So jump on, see where it goes. Oh, and have a good time. Welcome to the Coco Express Show for Saturday, March 20th, 2010. I'm your host, Aurelia Lyles, and we are live. Happy first day of spring, everyone. It is so beautiful outside. On today's show, which is titled A Gentleman, we have the Prince of Sophisticated Soul, Mr. Will Downing. Many of you know Will Downing is a singer, songwriter, but many of you don't know he's a producer, photographer, spokesperson for the American Stroke Association, and survivor. He is also a husband, father, and a friend. He has bestowed his talent upon us, a talent that cannot be imitated or compared to any other. He has a love for what he does and his shows. And if you've had the opportunity to see his live performances, it's like you stepped into an atmosphere that's like a living room chat with an old friend who just happens to sing and sing really, really well. His journey has been one that can be classified as being very focused and determined. You see, most of us hop around trying to find our direction before we find that one thing, that one thing that catches on. However, not in his case. Let me not prolong this. Allow me to bring to you Mr. Will Downing. Hey, how are you doing? I'm doing very well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm so glad you can join us today. It's my pleasure. Uh, please. Anyway, let's begin. I see that your latest album is classic, and I understand it's doing very well. Yeah, so far so good. It's my, let me see, how many projects is this? This is number 14, I believe. Either 14 or 15. 14. And uh, no, we're off to a great start. Um, it is a what I believe one of my you know one of my best records. And I know if you would have asked me on my last project, I would have said the same exact thing. But it really is a special project. It's a it's it's a, it's a very alive project. It's very truth telling. Okay, I really have to agree with you because I did notice that 
from your previous albums and this one, it is light. You sound, I mean, you just reach your ranges so effortlessly and it sounds so light. And my daughter, I have to tell you, she cracked me up and she was listening to something special and she goes, Mommy, I really like that song. That song I can go to sleep to. <laughs> well, I'm I'm so glad I'm touching the young folks. <laughs> yes, yes. And let's just give those who haven't heard something special a little taste of that. So just hold on for one second and we can let them hear that so we so they know what we're talking about. Give them something special, darling. Okay, well. Why, why you stopping to dance? I was in there party. <laughs> so was I. <laughs> hey, if not, I you look. I had to get back in my chair for a second because I keep forgetting where I am. Whenever I play that song, it is just so. I, and I even enjoy the video that goes along with it. It is just so upbeat and so lively. I love it. combination of you know and i hate the, the phrase old school yes and, uh, and you know and 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 today's you know kind of feel so you know i, I just think that it, it touches everyone you know if you, if you like classic soul there's mm-hmm. something in there for you if you like you know what's on radio today there's something in there for you as well so it's a, it's a good project I said we just have to find that movie for it because this is the kind of soundtrack that would go with the movie up. <laughs> please, please. It's not like we didn't send it out, you know, to be put in a movie or 
and or or a TV show, soap opera, whatever. Yeah, because I'm like, I could see this. This I could see, definitely see as a soundtrack to a movie or something. So, hey, it's it's going out in the atmosphere, so we never know where it's going to land. All right, send some more stuff out there. You got it. Now, let's step back a little bit to your beginnings. Okay, when did you begin your career? Uh, as a solo artist, I started in 1988. It's when my first solo album came out. Mm-hmm. But, you know, prior to that, I was singing background on uh, on, a, on quite a few projects. I mean, that's kind of, how I, kind of how I started. I started out as a background vocalist singing for, you know, any and everybody. And, you know, developing my craft, you know, learning what to do, learning what not to do. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, in 88, I got my opportunity to kind of do it the way I heard it. And okay. uh, that's how it all started. And what made you stick with it? Um, oddly enough, when I was singing background for someone, uh, this is how I made my transition from being a background vocalist into a solo vocalist. They accidentally gave me his check, and I looked at his check, and I saw his check, <laughs> what his number was, and I knew what I was getting. And I said, okay, I want to be in his seat. <laughs> so <laughs> that's what made me make my transition. And, I mean, as far as me staying in it, it's really not up to me. I think it's up to the public who has been very supportive of me and my music. And uh, obviously I'm making somebody other a, a pretty sufficient amount of money for them to keep coming back to me every year and a half or two years to do another record. So. Well, I have to say that when you love what you do, it shows, and you put out such quality work that who would not want to keep coming back to you? Well, I'm glad you put that in the atmosphere as well. Good. <laughs> Please help me maintain my job because I don't know how to do anything else. So all I can do is sing, and, and as you know, Mm-hmm. Being an old high school mate of mine, you know, I wasn't the smartest person in the world. So, you know, uh, you know, I, we, we need to, you know, maintain my, my music career. <laughs> okay, if I have to be one of the, the cheerleaders in your corner for that, I will do it. Thank you very much. <laughs> very black of you. I appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Now, I know that um, your first album titled, self-titled Will Downing, it did very well in the U.K., but it didn't do well here, and you were with Island Records at the time, correct? Thank you for reminding me that it didn't do well here. Thank you. <laughs> Look where you are now. Forget all of that. You know. Thank you, though. I'm thank God. I, you know, I don't have that self-esteem issue anymore. But thank you. <laughs> okay. Now, what transpired with Island Records? Because you know, I know you're not with them anymore, and I could say thank goodness because we have you with us here, and we're loving it every minute of it. Well, it oddly enough. Um, in a warped sort of way, I still am with, you know, uh, the same company. I've been there for the last, you know, for my whole career. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just that what they did was they just kind of traded me to another label within the same company. Oh, okay. Um, so I've, I've been there all this time. But um, what happened was when the first record came out, for some reason, uh, the folks in Europe and in the U.K. just latched onto the record, more so than the people here in America. And we just did really well overseas. So I found myself, you know, going over there quite a bit. I'd say just about every other month I'd find myself over there working. And, uh, you know, and not much was happening here. I'm not going to say nothing, but not much was happening here. 
And mm -hmm. uh, that happened for the first one, two, uh, like, till I got to the third album. And when I got to the third album, for some reason, America kind of came on board. And uh, then we started doing well in America. Okay. Now, I know being an artist, you have to make all these various decisions. And some of them can be difficult. Of all the decisions you've ever made, which ones would you have changed in regards to your career? I don't know if I would, really would have changed anything. Um, I mean, I'm, yeah, I made, you know, some songs here or there that, you know, might not have been the best choices uh, of songs to record or, you know, but as far as, like, life-altering decisions as far as my career is concerned, I, I can't say that, you know, I've made any really, really bad decisions. Um, what I've wanted the outcome to be different uh, on certain projects, of course. But you know, any have I made any bad decisions? Nah, nah, I haven't really made any bad ones. See, that's what I mean when I introduced you as being very focused and dedicated. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Um, okay, now I find that many musicians are creators and are well-rounded artists. And that creativity always overflows into other arenas. For example, Miles Davis is known for his um, musical genius, but very few people knew that he was a painter. And his, his art was really good. Now, many folks know that you are a good vocalist, but most don't know that you're also a photographer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've been photographing folks for uh, probably about 15 years or so. It kind of started when uh, this woman named Carol Friedman, who has done like, who had done quite a few of my CD covers, uh, we were shooting a, a cover, and we had gotten so comfortable with one another that she would ask me, you know, what I thought about certain pictures. When she did a test shot, she would say, well, you know, what do you think? Mm -hmm. And then I, we had gotten so comfortable that like I really told her one day, I was like, eh, you know, I don't know if I like this shadow here. I'm not loving this lighting. I'm not da 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 da. -da. She kind of just looked at me, and she just said, well, you know what? Next time you need to do it on your own. <laughs> and I kind of laughed, but then she didn't, she didn't laugh about it. So I was like, uh, okay. So oddly enough, all you have to do is challenge me. And, you know, if, if it's really near and dear to my heart, I'm going to go out and learn how to do it. And mm -hmm. that's what I did. Like the next week, I think I went out and purchased a, a camera and a whole lot of film. And I started shooting, mm -hmm. and I was terrible. <laughs> so it just kind of prompted me to, to get better at it. And, you know, I really started working on, you know, being a better photographer, and that's mm -hmm. how I started. And okay. these are easy subjects for me to photograph were other musicians because that's who I was always around. So what it really made me do was when I would shoot, uh, when I did a show with someone, I'd do my performance if I were opening up, then I go to my dressing room, grab my camera, sit on the side of the stage, and start photographing the people I was working with. And mm -hmm. that's how it started. Okay. And you have a book titled Unveiled, which which showcases your photography, your mm -hmm. photographic talent, rather. Uh, okay. <laughs> and I have the book, and I have to say it's amazing. You have this uncanny way of, and, and you know, it's an uncanny ability to capture the essence of your subject in such a really warm and inviting manner. And, you know, that is a natural talent. So, therefore, I say that not only are you a good vocalist, singer, 
songwriter, you're also an excellent photographer. Oh, thank you very much. Well, I mean, the, the great thing is that I get to shoot from a different perspective. A mm -hmm. lot of times when you see um, photographs uh, done by other photographers, especially in a concert setting, you know, the, the, the disadvantage that they have is that they're shooting from an audience perspective. So they're shooting up. Mm -hmm. And for me, when I'm, when I'm shooting, I can't go out into the audience because, you know, I'd probably get mobbed or, mm -hmm. or, or something silly would happen. Or someone would bump into me every time I was taking a shot or, ask, you know, disturbing me. So mm -hmm. I get to shoot it from a stage level. So I'm, uh, you know, a different perspective, kind of up close and personal. Also have the, the advantage of being able to go into their dressing rooms and, you know, photograph them while they're doing whatever they're doing. And, you know, so it just gives it a, a whole other feel. Mm-hmm. Now, who inspires you? Uh, from a photographic standpoint or from a yes. standpoint? From, from a photograph, yes. Um, I mean, I, I see a lot of great work out there. Um, a lot of amazing photographers. Uh, you know, some that are here and some that are, are no longer with us. Mm -hmm. You know, someone like a Gordon Parks. Um, but then there's, you know, photographers that are out here now. Someone like a, a, a Kwaku Austin. Who uh, who shot not my last album cover but the the two prior to the to that one? Mm -hmm. I mean, just a great photographer shoots a lot for. Is know, that the one? Magazines. Is that the one with the flowers? Uh, flowers, flowers. Yes, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah, he's an amazing photographer. You know, young brother, doing his thing. You know, just a, a phenomenally talented uh, person. But there's a, a lot of a lot of a lot of real talented uh, photographers out there. Okay. Now, will there be another book? Um, I'd like to do another one. Uh, the the first one was um, self-published, so mm -hmm. it was not a cheap venture. Okay. Uh, so if if you know if I can get my funding together to do it again, sure, I'd do it again. Okay. And let's just say our listeners are, are like listening and everything, and they may want to purchase the book. How would they go about getting the book? Uh, the easiest way to find out um, and, and to purchase the book and to find out anything that I'm doing is to go to my website. Go to www.willdowning.com. Okay, great. Goody, goody. Now, in addition to you being a singer, songwriter, producer, photographer, you are also the celebrity ambassador for the American Stroke Association. Okay, now how did that come about? Um, I got a call one day to do a voiceover for the American Stroke Association. Um, this is, they're always targeting uh, the African-American community because we are, very, we are very high on the list of being uh, stroke victims. Mm -hmm. So they wanted, uh, they, they were asking artists to, to kind of lend their voice to their cause. And when I went and did mine, uh, I knew about stroke, you know, stroke awareness a little bit, mm -hmm. but I learned so much by, you know, reading the, the verbiage that they had me do. And I just took a, a general interest in it, and I decided to, you know, play a bigger role in it. Mm -hmm. And what I did was more so than just, you know, be a spokesperson and talk about it, I decided to do something. And I started something called Strike Against Stroke, and it has a double meaning. Um Strike meaning, uh, obviously, you know, we want to attack uh, and, and, and certainly make people aware of what goes on uh, 
with your body with a stroke. But at the same time, we wanted to make it fun. So I started doing a bowling tournament, uh, hence the word strike. So we mm-hmm. get people to come out, have a good time, also learn about you know, stroke awareness at the same time. And we've done it in about, about four or five cities. Okay. And it's been the, the amazing, amazing turnout. It's been great. Okay, are you going to continue with this? Are you going to have any more tournaments anytime oh, absolutely. soon? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, and this information is also on your website? Correct. When we, you know, right before we, when we start organizing, we put it up there. And, you know, I also, you know, do a lot of radio in, in those particular cities and, you know, let folks know what's going on with, uh, with the project. Okay, and I already know the answer to this one, but how did the bowling come about? What? <laughs> when I was in high school, <laughs> I was on the bowling team, and and I'm just I've always been uh, somewhat athletic, and that's just a general love of mine. Mm-hmm. So it was uh, it, it it had a, a double meaning. Okay. Really okay, that's good because it also enables you to, I guess, encompass what you love to do, which is another one of the things that you love to do with the other things that you love to do. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I, I couldn't repeat that, but yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. What she said, folks, what she said. It's a realism, if you want to. It's re- a real, there you go. <laughs> okay. Now, um, we're going to, we're just going to, you know, change the subject for a minute there, and we're going to discuss your journey back from your illness. Okay. Now, many of you, you know, a lot of people knew that you were not well, and a lot of people... Um, had come to me, those who knew that I knew you, and were asking me 50 million questions. And the first time I heard of your illness was through the uh, WDASFM and Patty Jackson. And I, I was in total shock, and I just could not believe it because, you know, we've been in contact, and the most you've ever said was that you were a little tired. And then to hear that you had uh, polymyositis, and I was in like complete and utter shock. Now, what is polymyositis? Well, well first of all, it's, it's polymyositis. Itis? Oh, okay. Wait, I'm not a doctor, and MD is nothing. Ah, gotcha. <laughs> well, um, it was first off, it was a shock to me as well. And as you said, the only thing that I felt that was unusual was fatigue. I mean, I was. But it was extreme fatigue. It wasn't just kind of, hey, I'm a little tired. It was, I was literally dragging. And unfortunately, I had a series of shows going on at the same time. And I was on stage, and it almost felt like I was going to pass out. Uh, uh, you know, I mean, I could barely, like, lift my arms and, and could barely walk. And eventually, and, and I did say eventually, I went to the doctors. Uh, it took me a minute to go because I was being hard-headed. I kept, you know, my fear of doctors and, and fear of what they would tell me. I just didn't go. I kept thinking that the next day I would feel better. Mm-hmm. And that, that next day never came of me feeling better. So, eventually, you know, I just went to the doctor, and uh, they rushed me to the hospital immediately. I mean, at like that same day, that a few mm-hmm. hours later, I was in the hospital. And uh, there I laid for quite a few months, you know, in and out of hospitals for about seven to eight months. Okay. Now, 
that must have been really, really difficult to, I guess, try to grasp, just wrap your head around it. And what were you thinking, honestly? What were you thinking? Well, I thought that it had gotten so bad that I, you know, lost my ability to, to, to walk and to, you know, barely use my arms. And I thought that this was it. Mm-hmm. Um, you couldn't tell me that, that this was this was not it. Uh, so it it really makes you get in touch with your spiritual side. Mm-hmm. And that's certainly what I did. I mean, because it's not like you can go anywhere. You know, you're laying there. So you know your 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 mind and 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 spirit certainly goes someplace else, and it it made me get a connection with with God, the, the likes of which I, I I never thought I even had in me. Mhm. Okay. Now I saw your interview on BET, um, but I saw it after you had recovered, and I had no clue and no idea how really bad it was, and I mean I cried and. Immediately, I just, you know, texted you and said that, you know, God is good. And I wanted to know, your perspective has changed about life, correct? Correct. Yeah, and things that probably would have unnerved you before probably don't unnerve you anymore, correct? Well, yeah, that's, that's definitely correct, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. But what I did notice, I noticed that there was a change in your voice when you sang. And I was like, wait a minute, maybe it's me, maybe it's my imagination, but it isn't. And it seems like your music comes from like a different place now. Are you in a very, very different space musically as well? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's when you're you're faced with a situation and you kind of feel like this is your last opportunity to be heard, Mm-hmm. Um, what you say makes a, a big difference, makes a huge difference, mm-hmm. because you're saying it, you know, saying, you know, listen, these words, they really do mean something, and you speak from your heart and you sing from your heart, because, I mean, you you honestly never know whether it's the last time you're going to be heard or not. Mm-hmm. So okay. there is a certain spirit that's, you know, in my voice uh, when I sing these days. So, you know, it, the, the words mean a lot more. And when you've been doing it for as long as I've been doing it, uh, sometimes you get into a space where, okay, you're just singing to be singing. When you've been doing it for this long, you just kind of know what makes people clap, and you go for it, and you just do it. But then when, you know, when you're faced with something, all of a sudden the words mean a lot more to you, and you sing from the heart, and, 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 and that's kind of the space that I'm in. Okay, because I have, what do I have? Let's see. I think I have an earlier song of yours, and I'm going to play that one so people can hear what you sounded like before. And this song, I think, has a special connection to a certain place that you love so much. Okay, Okay, hold on. Thank you. 
Sounding good. Yeah, so you like Brooklyn, huh? Well, <laughs> yeah, that was uh, me and Kashif. And Kashif is originally from Brooklyn. So mm-hmm. when we got together uh, to do some, some writing, uh, we came up with, uh, you know, that song. Okay. Now, I I know that you're you know you don't reside in Brooklyn anymore or anything but coming up in the age that we came up in you know it was different and we have had the pleasure and the blessings of being part of so many different programs that were around at that time um did were you ever were you in many of the programs that were offered i know they had a lot of free programs that went on um uh, with the um, my sister and I were involved in um, Burl White. She was involved in D.Y. Were you involved in some of those programs? Yeah, I was actually, like, from from a music standpoint, I was in the, uh, you know, the Brooklyn Burl White Chorus. Mm-hmm. They used to meet on uh, Saturdays at a school in Brooklyn called uh, Huddy. And <laughs> it's very funny how I got involved in it. When I was in junior high school, um, Back then, all the the schools had like a music program, and all the students had to participate, whether you were singing and or playing an instrument. And uh, I sang back then, but I, you know, I wasn't looking at it from a professional standpoint. It was just something that you had to do. And when we were learning a song, the teacher would walk up and down the the aisle uh, and listen to you listen to each student sing. And like I remember, like. This gentleman, he walked by, and he listened to me singing, and he kind of looked at me, and he kept, we walked on by, he came back again, he listened to me again, and he said, hey, listen, I want you to, after this class is over, I want to talk to you. I said, okay. So, he comes up to me, he says, hey, listen, you know, I think you have a, a pretty nice voice. Um, we have a program on Saturdays where we're teaching young folks, you know, music and how to sing, and da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Would you be interested? 
I said, uh, no. <laughs> I said, because, you know, on Saturdays, I, you know, I like playing ball with my friends and doing other things. And, well, to make a long story even longer, by the time I got home, he had already called my folks. And I walked in the door, and my mother just said, you're going to this program on Saturday. I'm like, oh, Lord. <laughs> Every Saturday, I get on the bus, and I go to this school. And, you know, they were teaching us how to sing and teaching us music. And that old adage kicked in, you know, girls like guys that sing. And, you know, the girls, they all of a sudden started taking an interest in, you know, me singing. And, you know, that's all it took for me. I was like, okay, I'll be here Saturday. I was there early every Saturday. <laughs> I was the first one there and the last one to leave. So that was kind of like my, my introduction to uh, to music and also to answer your question, you know, taking advantage of some of the programs in, in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Now, you talk about girls. There's one special woman in your life, and that's Audrey, correct? Correct. Yeah, she is also a singer as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you met her through your... She actually used to sing background for me. Okay. Yeah, well, I mean, we, we, we started out um, as background vocalists together, and we would do sessions around the city. And then uh, when I became a solo artist, uh, she sang background for me. Okay, and she is your rock and true blessing. I know that. Yes, she is. Yeah, yes. Fellas, listen up. He who finds a wife finds a good thing, okay? Yes, she's all right. I don't, if she's listening, I don't want to get a big head. She's all right. She's all right. <laughs> okay. Now, um, well, if there's anybody out there who's listening who wants to speak with Will Downey, he's here, and you can reach him at 347-637-2319, press 1. That's if you want to talk to him, but I enjoy my conversation with him just the same. <laughs> However, now, I wanted to go back into um, this Classique album. Where does this come from? Because this, oh, I have someone on the line who wants to speak to you. Hold on one second, please. Okay. Hello. Hello. Yes. Welcome Hi. to the Cuckoo Express. Hi. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. What a cool interview. Okay. And you have Mr. Downing on the line. Hi, Mr. Downing. Uh, Mr. Downing's my dad. I'm just. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Downing Jr. <laughs> okay. Good. <laughs> um. I I kind of know you from the Orgy Wheeler days. Okay. And and way back, I used to work at Battery Studios. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, and I'm kind of Aurelia's sister. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> As the listeners should know, such a gentleman back in the day, really a good guy, really talented guy. So, you know, it's good to know that, you know, someone's professional person is matches their everyday life. Oh, That's, thank you very much. That's yeah. very nice. Thank you. you need to and call I didn't, once a day. I didn't you know, pay I, her either. I was going to say, she needs to call me once a day and say that. <laughs> <laughs> and I also was in the Brooklyn Girl Wide Chorus. Did you know Eddie Bonamere? Yeah. He was like my daddy. Oh my uh, God! And we eat, we even um, I, as an adult um, after Burl White, I sang with him, and 
he was such a sweetheart, and he passed away. He was at my wedding, oh. and he was he was such an incredible human being to to at that you know young age to be inspired by. He was a wonderful guy. That's great. Yeah. And, and, and yes, you are correct. Mm-hmm. About what? <laughs> See, she is my sister. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, it's 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 good to hear your voice and um, congratulations on getting better and sticking around with us. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Amazing that. talent. Thank you. In so many ways, I'm learning ah, <laughs> from this interview. Thank you. <laughs> thank, you right. thank you. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Carry on. Okay. Bye. 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 Well, Will, my sister, my sister, Will. <laughs> Now, this classic album, it's 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 special to you, correct? Yes. Yeah, okay. I mean they're, they're all special to me, but I, I really, you know, this was more of a, a comeback project because it was the first project that I did after, uh, you know, being ill. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now I'm gonna play another song from the classic album, and it's called it's titled Ride, I believe. Correct? correct. Okay. Okay. Yes, yes. Now, that song, you can take it two different ways, but I'm going to stay on the right side of that. Well, let's hear your perspective. (laughs) Well, 
the right side of it, I mean, it's just going for a nice ride, just you and one other person, and just enjoying and relaxing the moment. Now, you can go on the other side of that, too. I don't know what the other side is. Let's hear that. I don't either. I, you know, hey. <laughs> no, I don't know the other side. But what I can say is I can really hear, um, I mean, I can really just really hear the difference in you um, in this album. And I don't know if, if anybody's like hearing it the way I am, but I just hear a different you in, in the way that you sing now. I'm loving it either way, but I really, really like the space that you're in right now. Well, it's, it's, I'm alive, and that's probably what you hear in, in the vocals and in the music and, and everything. It's just alive. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy to be alive. So that's probably what you're hearing. Okay, great. Now, what are your next projects, and where will you be? Um, where will you be touring? Where will you be in concert? Well, I'm currently working on the next project. Uh, I'm hoping to get it out sometime in uh, the latter part of this year. And as far as me, you know, doing concerts, once again, go to the website, uh, willdowning.com. Mm-hmm. And it lists all the cities that, I, that I'm performing in all around the country. Okay, great. Now, I have to tell you one thing. And when I say that you are a gentleman, I mean, it comes from the heart. There have been times that you have lifted me up when I was kind of low, and you've done things for me that you didn't really realize. Um, and I wanted you know, to formally thank you for just being such a wonderful person and a good friend. Your fuck. That's what friends are for. You're yeah. about to make me keep smiling. <laughs> okay. And I have to tell you, there was one particular instance where I didn't have a Valentine. And I was sitting around going, oh, I don't know if I do anything for me for Valentine's Day. <laughs> Having a pity party, of course. And um, you were doing a concert with George Benson at that time. And... Uh-huh. Yeah, and you called me up and you said, look, there's some tickets for you if you want to go. And I was like, excuse me? And I'm like, oh, my goodness, I have something to do on Valentine's Day. I have uh, a date with Will Downing and George Vincent. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Pick and choose. Which one, Will or George? Yes, and, and I have to say that that day I was just, I mean, I was just so happy and just so glad that I had that opportunity. And you gave it to me, and I wanted to thank you. Oh, my pleasure. Anytime, yeah. anytime at all. Anytime you're feeling down, holler at me. Yeah, and you were there for me with my mom. You gave me some really encouraging words, and you helped lift my spirit. And when I say a true gentleman, you are that indeed and more. And, you know, the industry hasn't changed you as an individual, and I'm just... You know, it's a blessing. It truly is a blessing to have you in my life. Oh, <laughs> <No>. uh, that... <laughs> See, I'm going to take, I'm gonna have to finish out the show for you, you know. <laughs> well, you know what? Well, we're going to finish out the show because, you know, we're going to just let it go. And I'm just going to finish out the show with us listening to uh, my favorite something special. And um, I want to thank you so much, Will, for joining us. Uh, this was really great, and I hope you can come back again when you have some more projects going on. We would love to have you, okay? It would be a pleasure. Anytime. Thank you. Great. Much. 
You're welcome. And my next show is April 3rd, and we're going to have Dr. Carol Penn on, and she's going to discuss um, childhood obesity. And that's something I think we really should listen to. So I hope you guys can join me. Hold on while I take us out of here. Now, you all have a wonderful day. Now, Will, if you want to sing a couple of bars, it's fine. Uh, I don't work for free now. I don't work for free. on a whole new meaning when you're behind the wheel smoking pot and see police lights. If our drug recognition officers catch you driving under the influence of marijuana, you'll get a suspended license, up to $6,300 in fines, and possibly jail time. A DUI always costs you, and it's never worth it. Don't let a DUI redefine you. Visit arrivealivede.com slash drive sober. Lighting up. It takes on a whole new meaning when you're behind the wheel smoking pot and see police lights. If our drug recognition officers catch you driving under the influence of marijuana, you'll get a suspended license, up to $6,300 in fines, and possibly jail time. A DUI always costs you, and it's never worth it. Don't let a DUI redefine you. Visit arrivealivede.com slash drive sober.